nothing to see here. Alicia C. and Cat Metropolis coming at you in this place that we are sitting in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you are so welcome. Even though you did buy a sign that's going to say live and you guys just wait to see it because I feel like she did it just for me and that's all that matters. Like, but please tell them how awesome your idea was. And was then like, during the week. I was like, during the week, it just looks like it says live. <laughs> Because there was one that said live on air, and I was like, let's just do the live. I don't know why that, I just think you're. Because everyone needs a neon sign that says live. Oh my gosh. Live the life you always wanted. Okay, man. Well, I'm I'm hyper because I've been working on a sermon because I preach on Sunday, and so... um, and the biggest challenge is going to be not to talk about it at I know, all because that's all I've been on all day and like, I've been crying because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I want to do an extended one at some point. We'll probably play some of it for the podcast because I just, I'm hitting on Job, which on one end for a minister is terrifying because yeah, it's like, Job you kinda, is like, not a like, like woo. Job and Lamentations, it's like all lament. So you're yeah. like, can we just leave this alone? But just what I've seen and what God has opened my eyes to, and I've just been crying and I'm like, and it's not talking yourself out of what happened to Job. It's really looking at what happened to Job. And oh my gosh, it's so good. So um, last podcast, we talked on delusional fear. Cannot even begin to tell you how many um, moments I had of delusional fear since <laughs> speaking on this. I've noticed in my life when I preach on things or share on things, which now it's happening a lot more frequently since I decided to be a podcaster, yeah. um, I start to face things. Um, because you, you speak on it, which does not mean that you, uh, a lot of times I share on stuff that I'm still going through. I don't know how smart that is, but I'll just keep doing what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I was like, wow, there's a lot of, a lot of fear coming at me this last two weeks. This is great. Um, so to follow that up, I really, I don't know. I was just praying this week and God took me to the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And I was like, really? Like, this is where we're going. <laughs> and because again, I think sometimes we just look at stories I don't know if this is going to sound right, but we look at them for face value instead of really looking at what God, why it's in the Bible and why, what it can mean for us. Yeah. I think it, we, we look at it kind of like characters that were yes. like, oh, they were, that's fun. Well, I think we look at it for an emotional, like something like we watch a movie and it makes us, oh, it feel inspired. I feel yeah. this, but the Bible is, is really written to, it's God's, honestly, breath. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, his, it's his breath, it's his life and, and it's his it's his love story to us because I only can understand the nature of God the more I'm in his word and I see how he functions. But I think a lot of people are scared to really dig in and look because they might be scared to see, I don't know, a side of God that they're, you know, I want to, I, I'll hear people say, and I've probably said, I want to ignore the Old Testament God and just look at the New yeah. Testament God, but it's all the same God. You yeah. know, it's kind of in marriage, there can be moments where it's like, I want all of Brian. And there are times where Brian doesn't talk nice or, but you know what, at the same time, it's still who he is. And it's still someone, I want to know all facets of him as we grow together. Yeah. And I still think, you know, he's just the best human in the world. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. And good, bad, ugly, all of it. I want all of it yeah. because it's a part of really knowing somebody. Um, so today I want to talk about the voices we hear and I'm not trying to like weird you out. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> what voice we're not talking hear? about demons today, guys. <laughs> yeah. But I am going to do a whole podcast yeah, on no. demons because not that they need to be highlighted, but some of y'all need to know that you got some. And, uh, so, <laughs> and that's what's wrong. Okay. <laughs> You're asking God to help you. And he's like, get rid of the legions in you. Um, but in first Kings, <laughs> first Kings 19, um, I kind of want to go, where do I want to start? I've got, 
got this Bible in front of me. It's awesome. Um, but I kind of want to start. Um, so we know there's not been rain and all this stuff. And the prophets of Baal are like, well, we can call our God and we can do this. Um, so verse 22 said, then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. <laughs> Pretty much you've gotten rid of all the other ones. But Baal has 450. Now bring two bulls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish, cut into pieces and lay it on the wood of their altar, but without setting fire to it. I'll prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call in the name of your God, and I will call in the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. Um, what's happening right here is really, uh, first, I want to hit on that there's a sacrifice being made the way that God asked to be worshipped. Um, and even though you could set everything out correctly, doesn't mean God's going to show up. Mm, yeah. Okay, that's just a side note. <laughs> then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, you go first for, there are many of you, so I'm going to give you a shot. I know, I was going to say 400 something. 450. Mm. Choose one of the bulls, prepare it, call in your name of God, but not set fire. So he's, I guess they were kind of slow. <laughs> or he's just being savage because I just, there's so much savageness in the Bible and it's so great. So they prepared one of the bulls, placed an altar, then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no reply. They danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You guys might need to shout louder, for surely he's a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming or relieving himself. What he was saying was, is he on the toilet, which I love. Maybe he's away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be wakened. <laughs> like, I just, it's like so being a little louder. <laughs> I'm wanting to hone in on the fact he's super bold in this moment. He's very okay? confident. Yeah. Very confident that God is going to show up yep. and that their God's not going to. Then Elijah called to the people, come on over here. So now he, now he's getting the people. Then they all crowded around him as he prepared the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel. And he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons of water. He is just making a point. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water, pull the water over the offering in the wood, because he's wanting to make sure that no matter what happens, no one can say that he did this, that somehow he, I mean, I don't know if they had matches back then, but you know, did something. So whatever. So you go to verse 36. He begins to call on God, prove today that you are the God of Israel. 38, immediately, Immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven, burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up, I love the Bible, all the water in the trench. I'm telling you, you guys are missing out if you aren't reading these stories. Then all the people saw it. They fell face down on the ground, cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one of them escape. The people seized them all. Elisha took them down to Kishon Valley and killed them there. I, I don't know he if he did it single handedly. But I'm just saying, yeah. it was like, you will not mock me again. Um, mock me once, but never do it again. I died that day, and you can die too for all I care. As you, sorry, a short intermission of Princess Bride. Okay, so I don't know. That just kept coming out, and I couldn't stop it. All right. <laughs> so then, verse 41 Then Elijah said to Ahab, who is the king, go get something to eat and drink for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So this has all happened. Now it's going to rain. This is so great. Okay. So we've got this. I know you guys are going like, what does this have anything to do? Because I have to give you context to what's happening. So Elijah has seen this massive, massive, I mean, you just heard a weird noise. It was the sofa, um, (laughs) massive, massive miracle. Um, he has seen a hand of God come and bring fire from heaven, which I saw and, 
is it an adaptation when somebody like redoes like a scene for you to see? Yeah, okay, yeah. and it was just beautiful watching what somebody had created to show what it would have looked like for fire to come down oh, for wow. heaven and consume an altar. Um, and even, you know, your own imagination seeing this. And we see this and it's incredible. And then we go to the next chapter. First mm. Kings 19, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything that Elijah had done that day, including the way that he killed all the prophets. Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. May the God strike me. And she's talking about the gods that didn't show up that day. <laughs> And even kill me if by this time tomorrow, I have not killed you just as you killed them. Okay, so we're going to stop right there. Elijah's just seen God kill 450 prophets, sent down fire. One little woman is, I'm may the gods that didn't show up today, that did not show <laughs> us that they were powerful, may they kill me if I don't kill you. You would think, and and if you were watching a movie, if you were involved in this, you would think this guy is on such a high. There is nothing. But in verse 3, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. He went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die and says, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. Well, first off, I love the fact that it's like a lot of us feel so ashamed about things that we go through yes. and our feelings. And it's yes. like, this dude was suicidal. Yes. Like, let's say how it is, yes. like for real. Yes. And we're like, we can't have any emotions. And yes. It's like, he was in a dark place too. <laughs> he goes, for I am no better than my ancestors who've already died. <laughs> then he laid under and slept under a broom tree, which I've heard other people say he just needed a nap. <laughs> Dude, I just feel that. Just take a nap. Then when he woke up, <laughs> then angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Sometimes you just need a nap and a snack, okay? Yep. But really why I want to talk about this is because I watch, I've watched myself and I've watched many people where we can come off such a high from such a victory. Mm, yeah. And it is something so little that takes us out. Yeah. I mean, I will watch people pray for a miracle over their body and watch the miraculous happen in a situation with their vehicle will send them to the moon. Like, oh, God must, I mean, look at, and it's like, do you, and, and of course, when you're on the outside, you can look at it and think this right. is ridiculous. This is dramatic. Yeah. Reading this story. But what is happening is there is something in Elijah that's been triggered. Yeah. There is something for him that for this fear, it became real. Yeah. Um, it was something in his heart, something, you know, and I'm still digging in this. And so really I'm talking a lot about this without having any, I don't have like a massive revelation to give you what I'm, what I'm really wanting. And I think the heart of this podcast is really to see that the things that you are going through are so normal that even some of the greatest prophets and the people that were so strong enough and so incredible enough in our mind are put in the Bible, but also were weak enough and scared enough, God put them in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna be honest with you. Let, let's let's be honest. Could this story been kept out? Because think about it. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, let's say God's trying just to show you should just be strong all the time. Right, then we don't need First Kings nineteen oh. because Jezebel. No, we we just we needed First Kings eighteen. We're supposed to be strong, believe that God, but for some reason God allows this. Why to show us mm. your human nature 
is going to allow voices of fear to come and trip you up. Yeah. The enemy's going to come and convince you of a reality that is not true. The voice of the enemy will always silence truth, will always silence truth and highlight lies. Yeah. And if you're not aware of that, and the Bible puts these things in because If God was just a motivational speaker God, the times of desolation, suicidal, you know, thoughts and depression and frustration and all this stuff would have been kept out because he wanted to be like, let's just highlight the The good. Let's keep you, man, my God can, can, can burn, you know, fire that, (laughs) I mean, can bring down fire on wood that has water and all this stuff and just highlighted this. And I love that it's highlighted. And then he even prophesies, Hey, you know, that rain we've been waiting on, it's getting ready to come. And all these people get saved. There's a revival that pretty much happens. Mm -hmm. And one woman, one woman, not, I mean, this was a woman. And I'm not saying I'm a woman. I'm just saying it wasn't like this massive king that he, a lady says to him, oh, well, here's what it is. May the gods, who didn't show up today? Who didn't even like, okay, Elijah, I'm getting so excited. Elijah was very aware that this God was not real that they keep talking about. Right. And she is threatening, if that God, may he come and kill me, the one that didn't show up today, or I will kill you. And he runs. He runs from his life and says, I'd rather be dead. And I really think we are so vulnerable after victories because I think we have to remember. Well, maybe it's like a pride thing. Like I was about to say, we have to remember who did it. Oh, yeah. Because then he's like, I just proved this, yes. and now they're coming. In. They don't believe that. So I that had the power. is part, mm. so that is part of what I feel like it yeah. is because because we see we're seeing this in this day and age. Yeah, I know how it's like coming off of a stage, seeing the anointing, and it's sometimes difficult to remind yourself you did not do mm, this. Wow, that in and of you, this isn't you. Yeah, like when the room shifted because you spoke something, you prayed something, you were prophetic, you did something, or you're in your own life, you're praying through something, and you see God come through, and there's a part of you that goes, "Heck yeah, look yeah. at my faith." It's not your faith. Wow, this doesn't have anything to do with you. He just was willing. Yeah. But God's the one that showed up. And so all of a sudden, when he puts it on him, really what's inside of him is, oh, crap, I'm going to die. Yeah. Because he's all of a sudden also looking at his own abilities, too. And he's like, oh, wait, no, I don't. (laughs) Yes. Wow. And loses sight of the one who did what he just did. Yeah. Loses sight of the one that can come and rescue. So God's like, you need to sleep. You need to take <laughs> you a nap. Take you a have forgotten. <laughs> you have forgotten who's got you. Yeah. And when we <laughs> Psalms 27. I'm sorry. There's just so much happening in this room. <laughs> Psalms 27, 13 and 14 says this. Yes, I totally trust you to rescue me one more time mm. so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Here's what I've learned, though, in all of it. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave. Be courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint David cries this out because he's reminding himself, this isn't me. Yeah. He's reminding himself, I got to wait on the Lord. And I don't think we like waiting. I think we love the moments of victories, but you don't get to victory until you've been in a battle. Yeah. Okay. There's order to all of this. And battles, unless you have a battle, you don't have a victory. You don't just have a victory 
just have a victory. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? There, there's a reason you've been victorious. You know, people play basketball games. Someone comes out as a winner because yeah. there's been a battle in the midst of it. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I think so many people, we want to live on the highs of victories without having any battles. Yeah. And we don't get to do that. But but what happens is, is there's these, these voices that we hear. And their voices from the past and their voices from the present and their voices of of just lies. And, and some of it, listen, we blame a lot on the devil. And yes, he is real and he is speaking lies. But a lot of it are our own lies that we've chosen to believe about yeah. ourselves. And the enemy can deposit one little one and we create 10 out of his. It's yeah. I, almost, I see it like... Like, I don't know, you know, those like pyramid schemes <laughs> so it starts with one and then just runs down, yes. you know, sorry, I've been watching a lot of documentaries and it's like, it just spreads like wildfire. One yeah. thought can create so much. And I don't know, I don't know what that one thought, what that one thought was from him. Mm. All I know is, is she sends one message in the next scripture, Elijah was afraid. Well, think about it. The devil knows exactly what will like deter you what will yeah. scare you what mm-hmm. what one thing that he can he say because mm-hmm. like i mean i'm sure those prophets were talking smack back to him too like okay just watch us do this or whatever like you there's probably a lot of there had to happening. be some smack ca- talk right? coming and right nothing deterred him nothing was anything but she said something that maybe he had been dealing with maybe he had some fear and as soon as she said it he was like absolutely not i'm running away i'm not doing this this is too scary um and i just think we also need to just be aware like the the enemy knows sometimes what we're struggling with what we're going with and he'll use that against us a lot of times mm-hmm. and to come back with what god tells us about us and what he says in his word and that's what we fight with not just let the enemy beat us up with what he's saying and i remember one time brian used that illustration of like it's like the enemy's passing you a ball and you have the moment to either drop the ball or mm-hmm. play it with him back and be like is that what you're saying and he's like yeah that's what i'm saying and then you're you're playing with the enemy and what he's telling you yes. so it's just a a very conscious thing you have to do to renew your mind at, at daily god says the yeah. word says of doing that so and i think i you know, I I think there are so many different ways that the enemy speaks and deposit deposits lies. You know, we hit a lot on what we listen to, what we watch, what we see, but it really does play a huge part in all that. Um, because I think we have an imagination. Um, God, you know, created us to be creative and to have an imagination. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been in situations. I remember when Brian had a motorcycle. I mean, if I couldn't get a hold of him, I already had him sprawled out on the highway. <laughs> like my imagination would just, I mean, you know, I'm gonna have to pass our church alone and all these kind of things. And it's like, that's not what took place. Yeah. Um, but I had, my imagination would go there because fear would start to feed on that. And, you know, when, you know, once having kids, there was a lot of, you know, ID documentaries I quit watching and stuff. Cause I didn't, yeah need to be fearful of what was happening to my kids. And, you know, there are so many things, you know, I, I was never really a person that was afraid of a lot of sickness and diseases, but my kids have anything pop up and on them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is this? I'm sending pictures to, you know, nurses that I know. And, you know, Oh my gosh, do they have hand, feet and mouth, whatever, you know, I'm, I, you know, all these things that I'm going through when I see one little thing and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, a heat rash, like calm down, you know, and it's, but it's so funny how far, your mind can take you somewhere. And, you know, I, I think for Elijah is so much like us that we we can see the hand of God, but we can forget so quickly what he did mm, because yeah. fear gets us so in that moment and to forget the faithfulness of God before. 
And, you know, it's one of the reasons why you see in the Old Testament, they used to mark certain places with stones. And even in this, he took 12 stones to represent why, because he was reminding himself. See, I think this was part of him building his faith in this moment. I think while he was preparing stuff, I think he, okay, this is just me. Okay. So here, here, what I'm saying, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a, you know, a feel, uh, Oh my gosh! I know you're trying to say background of theology. I'm just I'm just sharing my own heart. I think as he was building stuff and getting the altar set and bringing in the water, there was certain things that he was doing to build his faith in that moment before he cried out upon God. Um, and we can come in moments where we are so reminded of the faithfulness of God. We are so in tuned in what He can do and how He can do it. But yet so quickly, fear can come in and completely cripple us in a moment. And I've watched it happen. I've seen it happen in my own life. And fear cannot be louder than faith. And it just is, you know, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Um, But fear is so much easier for us. Uh, Fear is so much more prevalent in this world. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you, you know, you hear people now talking, oh, there's a new COVID variant. And so you start seeing people get fearful again. And it's like, listen, sickness and disease is going to be in this world. We just have to choose that no matter what comes our way, we know who our God is. And it doesn't mean we don't walk in wisdom. It doesn't mean we, you know, act like idiots. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm not going to live fearful. I refuse to live um, you know, not letting my kids do anything fun or, or because I'm so afraid, well, what if this, what if this? And it's like, listen, we live in a fallen world. There are broken things that are going to happen, but I serve a God who is whole. I serve a God who says, I will respond if you give me, um, if you give me a chance and N.T. Wright, I love listening to him. He's incredible on theology and, he talks about, and I'm probably going to butcher, I'm not going to say as pretty as he does, but he talks about that um, the world was given control and it has a responsibility, but it, it abuses that, you know, when it goes that, but God's control is not, oh, I'm going to pull the strings here. I'm going to pull this here. It is, I will come in and I will take on the burden of what you're going through. Wow. I will come in and protect you. I I will be, you know, it's like in those movies where they can like create a shield, you know, yeah. and it's almost like that's what he's coming to do. You're still in the battle. You're still in the mess, but you've got a shield protecting you. That's so good. Um, and I think it's in this moment it was like, because it was just about Elijah and not everything else, it was almost like he thought, I don't know if God's going to do this just for me. He would do it in this situation, but not me. And how many of us have seen, well, he'll do it for this person. He'll do it for this because it has to do with the church. The church is believing God. He has to do with this, but individually, will he fight for me in the midst of fear? Will he stand in the gap for just me in this attack and, and whatever I'm facing? And for some reason, when you read on in this, God, God, he even comes to a place where he's willing to show Elijah himself mm. and Elijah hides him his face. It's almost like there's something in him that is still struggling with, am I worthy enough to, to even receive this? And I think so many of us don't experience God at the level we could because we still question if we're good enough. And here's the deal. We're never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. But if God is willing to show himself to you, take it. Yeah. I mean, there are times that I feel like I am not worthy of the revelation that he's showing me, but I know that he must see that I am because he wouldn't give this to me. It was like crying today over reading what I was seeing in Job. And I thought, 
how have I missed this? And God's like, because you just didn't see it. Yeah. And today I'm showing it to you. And as he was showing it to, to me, I thought, I don't even know if I'm good enough to see this. Like there was just wow. this revelation yeah. of you're trusting me with this, which is terrifying. Okay. Just to be honest with you, there was a part of me that was like, I am like so excited, but I'm terrified at the same time because it's like, I want to do it right. And I think so many times we can get so stuck in in that process of it, instead of, I might fumble through this thing. I might not get all this right. And when I can look at people in the Bible, David, and I can look at Elijah, and I can see all these people that just didn't do everything. You know, Rahab, he uses a prostitute. This is what she did for a living. She she hid men in her room, and God goes, oh, I can use this. I need you to hide some spies. <laughs> like really good I'm, at this. <laughs> I'm going to take something that the enemy meant for evil, and I'm going to turn it for yeah. good. And we just don't see it for face value, where God goes, I can even use this. Yeah. I can use something that seems so natural and actually kind of iffy and I can turn it for my glory. That's how incredible God is. He can use anything. And yet we question, can he use me? And God's saying, if you were willing, yes. And that's where it is. And I think sometimes it's quieting. That's why I've been doing that, that new thing that we talked about. um, Electo electo 360. Yeah. And just okay, we're going to take a breath and we're going to ask God to come in. We're going to soak in his presence. And just, I mean, this thing is like 11 to 12 minutes every morning. There has, it's an app for those of you who didn't. Yeah, um, sorry. It yes, week. it's yeah. an app. And it's like unbelievable. And it just walks you through in the morning, some scripture and just getting yourself centered in the things of God, not yeah. in a weird yoga sense. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about shutting everything else out, whatever's gone on the night before, if you didn't sleep well, the busyness of the day and saying before you go there, before your mind goes anywhere, sit in this and let God be God. Yeah. And I think when we do that and, and we just allow God to move and we allow God to show us what he can do through us, the voices that we seem to hear get quieter. I don't think they ever stop, yeah. but I think his voice can get louder. That's good. And the more I'm in his word and what I've noticed today and just reading so much, it's like... I don't know, something for me shifted where it's like, I hear you. I hear you more. And I've been such a, most of my life growing up, singing and praying in tongues and worshiping was just more my thing. The Bible was like, I knew you were supposed to read it, but mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I know all these stories. That's kind of how I looked at it. And I, you know, you said it so, uh, I don't know, plaze or whatever <laughs> earlier, but it was like, I mean, it's his breath, but it is. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't read it like that, I'm missing out on something. I'm missing out in the inflections of his voice. I'm missing out on how he's saying something, why he said it, when he's saying it, the purpose behind it, what does he mean? You know, and it's all this stuff that God is just like, I'm in all of it, but I need you to find me, you know, and, and I need you to seek me out and be, and because I don't think, especially in the day and age we're going, I don't think these voices are just, like I said, going to get quieter. They're going to try to get louder. So I've got to let the breath of God, God's voice, be louder than any other voice. Yeah. And I think it's it's that's the only way fear gets silence. Because I think we all deal with fear. Yeah. I don't think fear is just, I can just pray it away one day and right. that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I think we're going to have opportunities that fear is going to want to be um, the loudest voice and we have to decide, okay, it's there, but can I allow God's voice to be louder? Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I know this is kind of a short one today, but this was just really what was on my heart and what I was feeling. And so much revelation too. Like, my gosh. 
I just, I feel like God is showing so much and this is why I love doing this, but I also think there's just going to be some more things that God's going to bring about during this podcast and what God's going to do and what he's going to share through both of us. I'm just excited for the journey ahead and just for taking, you know, allowing God to even show us more in his word. Cause that's really what this is about. I don't have an agenda. I don't have, I don't know. I don't have a vision board for, you know, I sometimes I watch other podcasts and I'm like, Oh man, like, should I be going an hour? And I'm like, no, I just really no. feel like this is what God, you know, I know this is what really God has said. Like sh- just share what I'm sharing with you. And I'm going to keep doing that till he says, okay, you know, and right now I feel like that's what he's saying. He's always bringing me and you stuff and saying, Hey, let's share on this. Let's, let's go this route. And I I think you'll continue to do that. So I'm just excited about where we're going. So (laughs) don't forget your best days are ahead. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love for you to rate it, review it, or hey, even subscribe. Thanks so much for listening.